Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Krenitsia, The Well, a monthly podcast series about Ukrainians and topics of interest to Ukrainians around the globe. Today is April 14th, 2020. Our guest for this episode is Elona Wojtovich, who is a multimedia journalist with the Voice of America Ukrainian service in Washington, D.C. Welcome, Elona. How are you? Hi, Michael. Good. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on board Kranitsa today. So to start off with, I'd like to get a little bit of educational and professional background on you. I understand that you were born in Lviv in Western Ukraine. Uh, yes, I was born in Lviv in 1992. Um, I grew up there and I had to move to the United States, um, to Long Island, New York, when I was 12. As my parents were already living here, so they came here about five years earlier than me, so I had to spend my childhood with my grandma. And then finally, when, you know, the papers were sorted and everything else, they finally um, had a chance to bring me here so, you know, I could have a better future, as they say. And where did you go to college? I went to college in New York City, actually. It's called Baruch College. It's part of the CUNY system of New York. It's a public school. Um, It specializes, it's a business school. It specializes mostly in marketing and business. But they did have a great journalism program um, just because CUNY system already has a public journalism school for graduates. And they, you know, they source their professors, they source their educational materials from that background. They, um, they provided me with, uh, with all the lessons and all the opportunities. So I was able to move on to have a, a career that I always wanted in journalism. And before you worked with Voice of America, what other positions did you hold? Growing up in the United States, there's a certain culture that you have to you start working at least at least turning when you turn 16 years old. But my, I held my first job when I was 18, and it was a retail it was a retail job, and I had it through my college and while I was still interning at other positions. So while I was in college, I had to go and seek out internship opportunities uh, myself. Uh, if uh, I didn't see anything that was of my interest through school programs. So the first one, I was actually recruited through Twitter and it was called uh, Elite Daily. It was a media startup. Uh, they called themselves a New York Times and Huffington Post for uh, millennials. So basically, the founders, they, they wanted to create a platform for millennials because they thought that New York Times was too, too mature for them. And they basically wanted to fill a hole in the, uh, in the media back then. I think it was 2014. And it was my basically jumpstart into the media. Um, and then uh, as I was uh, going through my bachelor's degree, I had... Uh, that internship, and then I, I moved on to freelancing as a beauty editor for a magazine called. So, and then I jumped into a be- as a beauty editor into a magazine called Plain Fashion, 
and I think I was there for about a year and a half. And then I had another internship at a fashion magazine called Jour Magazine. I was there for three months, and I believe it was during the time period when the Ukrainian revolution started to happen. I was also trying to freelance for, uh, you know, Ukrainian media who were seeking uh, perspective from the United States. It was actually that during that time that I went to Washington, D.C. for the first time to cover protests next to the White House. And uh, I completely fell in love with Washington, D.C. And then I did, like before graduating, I had another internship at a website called Pop Sugar. That's where I probably learned much of my skills that I know now about, about social media and marketing and the new media. Since it's always, you know, it's always evolving, and you can never stop learning. If you're, uh, if you're a journalist, you cannot stop learning because if you, if you stop, if you, be, I mean, if you want to take a break or if you want to venture into other career paths, and and then you would want to come back into the media, you you'd be in a totally, totally different zone because there are always platforms coming out, always new, always new topics, new ideas. Yeah, so it's crazy. And I was happy to bring that uh, to Voice of America Ukrainian service. Oh, in what year did you start with the Voice of America? It was 2016. I graduated college in 2015, and then I was interning at uh, Pop Sugar for a year until I uh, until I saw an opportunity um, at Voice of America. I believe Metislava. She posted on her Facebook about a, a spot opening up as a social media reporter. While I was already monitoring her page, um, because after my first trip to Washington, D.C., you know, I knew that this is where I saw myself going, my career path going. I didn't see myself in, in a fashion world because I've got opportunities to intern for for that niche or just work for the millennial website that I was at. It was not fulfilling me um, professionally. So I knew that at that time, all of my focus was on Ukrainian uh, revolution, on Ukrainian news, Ukrainian story. So I just wanted to work with Miroslava Gondadze, basically. And I think a year before that, I saw that she was looking for an international broadcaster, but I knew that I would not be able to fill that role. So I was like, okay, maybe next time. <laughs> I didn't study broadcast journalism. I studied newspaper hard news. So I was like, okay, maybe next time if, if I see something else. And thing you know, she posts about the opportunity opening up, and I was like, okay, I'll get on it. And I sent in my resume, and I had an interview, and then three weeks later, they wanted me to come to D.C. Can you talk a little bit about the Voice of America Ukrainian service? How long has it been around? When was it started? Ukrainian Voice of America launched about 70 years ago. We actually celebrated its 70th birthday this year. And it was it was a great source for Ukrainians, starting from Chernobyl to the fall of the Soviet Union. We were able to inform the Ukrainians who were trying to seek objective news coming from the Soviet Union, the the Iron Curtain, you know, we get so many, still get so many comments and so many messages from our audience and our viewers about how they used to listen to the radio back in the day when they wanted to, you know, know what what's happening uh, behind the Iron Curtain. Um, so 
pretty loyal, I guess, through through all of those years. And they covered, like I said, Chernobyl, all these Orange Revolution, and now uh, the Maidan. And I'm, you know, I sometimes have to pinch myself that I am part of that uh, legacy that I'm able to, in some way, impact people in Ukraine. I I wanted to to work with Metaslava because I knew she was a great journalist. I knew what her story was. I respected her, her background was through. And I knew... I knew that what she wanted to bring in terms of, you know, professional journalism was real, and I could relate to it so much that um, she inspired me. She inspired me to, you know, come on into the team and take part in the in the development and just make to just to make everything much more audience friendly, viewer friendly, so we could do the same news that we do. It's just, you know, in a much more uh, high quality way. Just for the benefit of our audience, Miroslava Gungadze is the director of the Ukrainian Service for Voice of America? Yes, yes. She's the chief, chief of service of the Ukrainian service. And can we talk a little bit about the news program that you're associated with, CHAS Time? Yes. So CHAS Time is our daily 15-minute show that we do on U.S.-Ukrainian relations. So we mostly, we have great reporters on our team. They, uh, they seek out stories. They, they go out and film. They write their own original stories about diaspora, about political, political world in the United States and how it impacts Ukraine. So yeah, I mean, I'm not a broadcaster in any sense. Like, I don't take big part in just saying. The most I can do is work the prompter for our anchors, but, um, I'm mostly on the digital side of our service. So specifically, what are you doing? Are you doing promotion for the service? I know you say it's digital, but what sort of digital activity do you undertake? Yeah, so I came in as a social media journalist. So basically, I had a task of developing our social media so we could distribute our content through Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, YouTube—the biggest social media platforms there are. From the beginning, Miroslava tasked me with growing our audience, and back then, I mean, it still is a big part of that—is producing social media that are impactful, social media videos that are impactful, that are engaging, that are entertaining as well. So, journalists have to understand that in order to grow our audience. We have to not only do the hard-hitting news stuff, which is interesting to people who are interested in the topic or who are looking to some sort of knowledge about the ongoing current event or ongoing situation. So social media allows us to, to lure audience with entertainment, entertaining content. And once they're, once their hooks, they will be able to read about the stuff that they didn't even know they liked. Elona, unfortunately, we're almost out of time, but I did want to touch upon what I've read are two of your extracurricular activities, and I don't know if you're still involved in these. One is called Radio Demilka, and the other is Razum. I'm not really involved in them. Razum, when I was still in college, so let's go back to my college years. When I was still in college, uh, I actually, in my senior year, I had to write a blog. 
had to create a blog about topics that I was interested that I wanted to cover for that semester, and it happened to be during the revolution. So I had to you know, go out and seek Ukrainian sources, take interviews, and during that time, Erasm was developed. And I was a part of that organization for uh, for a little while. I was I would go there to just meet the diaspora, just to help in any sort of way that I could, because I feel like every Ukrainian was mobilized at that time by Razum. Um, a lot of my acquaintances and some Facebook friends, they were talking about it, and you know, there were like annual meetings that I would go to. So that, that's how I know of Razum. Um, I was never like the volunteer for them, Mariana Soroka or Luba Shapovich, that you may know of. Um, but I know of them, I met them, they, since I was already a student journalist and, and I knew that I wanted to go into journal, journalism after I graduated, I did not want to look like an activist. So I would go there just as a journalist, just to observe, just to meet sources with, perhaps, and just to learn more about the development in Ukraine and how things are going. Radio Zemivka, I was, I was friends with, I'm still, I'm, I'm still friends with uh, with a guy that worked there, uh, he was a huge part of the creation of, of Radio Zemiska in New York City, uh, Andriy Shahelsky. And he wanted me to guide them about about the media, about how radio works. And I've I done a few interviews for them, like special projects. But uh, I wasn't hugely involved because I was super busy at that time with, you know, my internships and my... Uh, in my job, uh, it was just a, <laughs> if you're uh, if you're a senior in college and then you're trying to get a job, you're just trying to wet your feet and everything that you can. And it was a crazy busy time for me, but um, yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> Sounds like you had a lot on your plate. Where can our audience go to find out more about Voice of America Ukrainian Service? To learn more about Voice of America Ukrainian Service, you can log into our website uh, at www.justtime.com or find us on social media like Instagram, Facebook. It would be under Holos America Ukrainian or just Just Time. Just type in Just Time and I believe you will see it. Great. Thanks so much, Olana. Oh, thank you, Michael. I have been speaking with Ilona Vojtovich, who is a multimedia journalist in the areas of social media and digital media for the Voice of America Ukrainian Service in Washington, D.C. This is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Kredizia, The Well, a monthly podcast series about Ukrainians and topics of interest to Ukrainians around the globe. Until next time, that's all for now.